Hello, this is the Ukraine Crisis Podcast from International SOS. I'm Paul Osborne. Today, how our teams inside and outside Ukraine are helping clients handle the crisis. We'll get the latest on how we're helping you manage events and look ahead to how the situation in Ukraine could affect other parts of the world. Wherever we look in the world, there are these ongoing issues that risk management professionals need to be able to, to keep track of. You know, what is the outlook and what is the impact on them and their organisations? More than 4 million people have fled Ukraine since late February. The team from International SOS remain on the ground, helping clients deal with the continuing crisis. But another key job is to look forward to potential problems that could emerge in the coming weeks and months as the repercussions from events in Ukraine play out around the world. James Bird is Security Director, Managing Information, Analysis and Assistance Worldwide. He's played a key role helping clients plan for and respond to rapidly moving events in Ukraine. There's absolutely no doubt that this crisis is it's a hugely consequential moment in global affairs. And the impacts of this crisis are going to be felt for, for many, many years. It's evident that this is going to feed into existing security dynamics all over the world through both the economic piece as well as the security fallout. So the most significant conflict in terms of material capability and support on both sides to take place since arguably the second Gulf War um, and all of the attendant technological advances that have occurred since then. Hugely challenging for for a lot of our clients, certainly a a very active and busy space for us, both on the assistance side, but also on the information and on the analysis side. We'll get into some of those potential impacts outside of Ukraine's borders in a moment. But just in terms of the immediate impact of the crisis in Ukraine, what sort of support are clients needing now? The tempo of, of support has certainly changed a little bit. So since the start of the conflict, we've handled hundreds of requests for assistance. These requests have broadly been centered around secure ground transport for individuals in Ukraine or you know, reception and onward logistics for those who've crossed into a third country, which primarily for us and our clients have been into Poland and Slovakia. The tempo has slowed and our incident management team on the ground has also reported a corresponding drop in the numbers of people who are, who are transiting a lot of those border crossings. And on the ground now, what sort of work is happening? We've had an incident management team on the ground now for eight weeks. They've been into five countries. They've assessed every border crossing that Ukraine has to the west, with the exception of Moldova, and have been reporting and are still reporting on the most relevant data points for us and for our clients to inform their their ongoing operations and, and, and movement of, of their staff. Things like the material wait times at certain border crossings, the scale and the nature of any disruption on the other side of that border, so whether that's in Poland or in Romania or in Slovakia, for example, as well as the availability and the viability of of hotel options. And then alongside dealing with those immediate needs arising from the crisis in Ukraine, presumably you're also trying to look ahead to see potential problems coming down the track. Absolutely. So my job and the the job of, of the wider international SOS team is to ensure that our clients have an accurate feed of forward-looking information and analysis to help them in their planning and their overall risk mitigation. Clearly, in in Europe, that's one of the most immediate theatres that is seeing an impact from this. Significant refugee inflows and potential social unrest related to the ongoing price rises for basic goods, for energy. There are a, a number of key indicators that we are monitoring very closely that would potentially mark a wider deterioration 
The first of those is, is the provision to Ukraine by NATO of some more advanced air defense systems, military aircraft. Another key trigger point would be the, the confirmed use of any kind of, of weapon of mass destruction in Ukraine by, by Russian forces. A third key trigger point would be a major cyber attack that results in, in loss of life and or significant material impact in a NATO country. The fourth key trigger point would be uh, an incident involving the targeting of Ukraine-bound military equipment outside of Ukraine, either deliberate or accidental. And the fifth other key trigger that we're tracking is the, the capture or the killing of any national from a NATO member state on Ukrainian soil fighting in, in support of of Ukraine. And then alongside that, I know you're also looking more broadly at how the crisis in Ukraine could have ripple effects in other parts of the world. The conflict itself and, and the sanctions that have been imposed on Russia will have material impacts on wheat prices and imports across much of the world. The impact that will vary, obviously, from, from one country to the others. A number of countries in the Middle East and on the African continent in particular will feel the impacts. Kenya, Sudan, the DRC, Senegal, Gambia, Libya and Tunisia are all likely to be quite negatively impacted by this with varying implications domestically, ranging from politically motivated disturbances to, to some more sort of overt security threats. And on the fuel and oil side of things, whilst net exporters of fuel will benefit to some degree by, by these, these current high prices, Net importers, particularly those who have existing strained finances, that would be places like Lebanon or Sudan, Syria and Tunisia, they'll face additional challenges, which will certainly add further volatility to some already quite challenging security environments. Moving even further afield, looking at the Americas, for example, our assessment is that much of Central and South America will, will quite likely be able to pivot towards the um, United States for materials that they may historically have sourced from either Russia or, or Ukraine. But Venezuela and Nicaragua may struggle slightly more. They have a, a more historic, uh, a deeper economic connection with Russia. And then beyond that, more broadly, the, the fuel price increases are, are likely to pose some challenges to incumbent governments, particularly in Brazil, Mexico and the United States. Many of the nations you've just mentioned are ones that we would expect to hear about in the news as countries where there is a level of instability. So on top of that level of instability, the economic instability that followed the pandemic, now this crisis in Ukraine has potentially made the situation even worse. No, you, you're absolutely, absolutely right, Paul. I think as we've, we've gone through this crisis, we've also identified a number of key lessons learned for risk management and crisis management teams. And, and one of those five that we've identified is the importance of keeping an eye on, on the bigger picture. So during the, the COVID-19 pandemic, understandably and by necessity, a lot of crisis management teams were very much focused holistically on pandemic response, given the global nature and just sheer scale and size of the crisis. However, of course, as you allude, the COVID-19 pandemic played into underlying uh, security issues and security issues that were broadly separate from that continued largely unabated. And the same is true when, when we look at, at Ukraine. So yes, absolutely, there are a number of very clear second and third order impacts of the conflict in Ukraine. But also there are wider ongoing security threats that risk management professionals and those who have security risk in their portfolio will also need to keep track of. So the obvious ones, you know, climate change, the ongoing negotiations with the Iran nuclear deal, the ongoing economic slide in Sri Lanka. There are elections in Kenya coming up this August. So wherever we look in the world, there are these ongoing issues that 
risk management professionals need to be able to, to keep track of, you know, what is the outlook and what is the impact on them and their organizations. And that's where we at International SOS try to assist, whether it's our, our long alerts, whether it's a monthly security forecast, which picks these key locations and key trends and puts that proactively in front of a risk manager help them understand the broader global dynamic whilst they may be um, significantly consumed by whether it's, let's say, the the Ukraine crisis now or the COVID-19 pandemic, perhaps slightly more historically. So in a way, there's a kind of twin track approach to your work. You've got to keep a watchful eye on Ukraine in case the crisis there intensifies further, while at the same time being very aware of where the next crisis could pop up somewhere else in the world. Exactly, exactly correct, Paul. There is a clear need for crisis management teams to have very resilient structures with alternates and the appropriate training and upskilling for for deputies, for example, because of the the nature of how protracted this can be over a period of time. Linked to that, in order to help an organisation plan ahead, I think comprehensive scenario planning that has very clear triggers for actions has been further reinforced by this crisis. Companies that have been able to respond effectively have had very clear internal communication and decision-making structures, and all of this established at an early stage, along with the key trigger points that would necessitate a change in the company's action or posture. And having those kinds of clear triggers as an organization to help you understand the environment beforehand and then the information feeds to help you track against those indicators ahead of time to then enable you to act in a timely manner should the situation uh, deteriorate to the point where you need to, to change your posture in that country. James Bird, Security Director, Information Analysis and Assistance Worldwide at International SOS. Don't forget, clients can access the latest information and advice on the situation in Ukraine from a special microsite. You can find it by heading to site.internationalsos.com slash Ukraine crisis. And from our website, you can also find out how to get in touch with us via our global network of assistance centres available to clients 24-7. For now, though, thanks for listening. And until next time, Goodbye.